Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everyone welcome back to the rowdy maglash show and our first driver guest tonight uh no stranger to the show it's been a while but i'd like to welcome tom hesser back to the show welcome tom Hey, thanks so much. How you guys doing? Man, doing great, Tom. Uh, so uh, you're back in the Venerini number 15 Toyota for the weekend, and you're back at Berlin. But, uh, Tom, before we get started on that, happy belated birthday. Happy getting Thank back you, to Ber- Happy getting back to Berlin in a race car, and happy Father's Day to four absolutely gorgeous-looking young men. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, we got a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, I got the the four boys. It was fun to get home uh, yesterday. Enjoy Father's Day and Happy Father's Day to all the other dads out there. And um, yeah, getting back to the racetrack was was awesome. It's been uh, been a long time, but uh, you know, had a great weekend. Tom, how does it feel to be in that Toyota? Since I mean, I was at Talladega when you won in that Cunningham Ford number seventy seven Ford at Talladega, that, at the Super Speedway. I know it's a Super Speedway and you're at Berlin, but as far as the car, how did the car compare to the old steel body cars that you raced? Well, I mean, you know, on the short track, it's not it's not a ton different. I think the bodies of these composite cars are a little more forgiving. Uh, fortunately, there wasn't a lot of contact there Saturday night, so that wasn't really a factor. Um, but, you know, the I think the composite bodies look great. Um, I think it, uh, you know, makes things a little bit tighter on track as far as, you know, everyone working a little bit of tighter box, so that's good for, for competition. But those old steel bodies were pretty cool, too. Uh, you know, I've I seen that car, that 077, kicking around. Someone had bought it and had trailered it over, and it was setting at Talladega. And they, as far as I know, it was going to go be put a composite body on it, but I don't know if that ever happened to it, uh, Tom. But what what other races have you got on on the chart this year for dinner? Yeah, so I'm 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 going to run Elko, Minnesota this coming Saturday night, and then I got about a month off, and we're going to go to IRP at the end of July, and and that'll be my last one. That uh, man, you you're you're. You go from taking a little time off to to really tighten it up at that short tracks. That's uh, two pretty tough tracks right there, especially Elko. Elko brings. Listen, I know why they race at Elko is because they bring a crowd. Tom, that's probably one of the biggest crowds for a short track that you'll see. Yeah, Elko is pretty neat. I remember the first time we went there. Um, I don't know if it was eleven or twelve or something like that you know, like 10 years ago, and um, didn't really know what to expect, except I knew it was a, a pretty small little racetrack when we got there, and, and the, you know, the, um, all the area, all the fan amenities and everything, it's it's a really cool facility, obviously really well kept and maintained, and as you said, you know, they get quite a crowd, so it's, uh, it's an exciting little short track, um, definitely tight racing, 
but the crowd's phenomenal and uh, really excited to go back there again. Well, Tom, at the end of the night at Berlin, which is a neat little track, I've been there personally and, and witnessed some racing. And uh, to be back at Berlin, what was it like? Uh, at, I mean, at the end of the night, you finished second place. I, I mean, how did you feel of finishing second? I, I know it's not first, but uh had to be kind of feeling good not being in a race car and to be at Berlin finishing second. Yeah, well, I think it definitely changed my expectations for the uh, for the next two races, um, for sure. Um, yeah, second was great. We were probably going to finish – well, we were, we were going to finish third before the 43 had a problem, and, and I was, you know, going to be satisfied with that at that point. But, um, you know, he had an issue, and uh, we got up there and, and, and snuck a second place out of it. But, um, you know, overall, long run speed were really good. I just being a little bit rusty, gave up a little bit on the short runs and, and the restarts. So I need to work on that, um, you know, this weekend at Berlin and, and also in Indy. Uh, but overall, you know, a great night. It was a pleasure working with everyone at Venturini and, and Kevin Reed, Billy Venturini, and, and their whole family and team. They had a really good race car. And, um, you know, we're going to bring the same car this weekend to Elko and, you know, hopefully can do uh, do one spot better. Well, uh, the uh, success at, at Elko kind of, or at Berlin kind of give you a little bit of a, a hopeful that, you can fit right in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, going, you know, kind of out of the box and, and running pretty well first time out in a bunch of years. Um, definitely, you know, like I said, changes my expectations for our, uh, you know, the three races this year. Um, but I expect to be good at Elko and, and, and Indianapolis as well. Tom, let's talk about your sponsor there just a minute. Sponsors helps you get go around. Yeah, so we had um, you know Hesser Chevy uh, or Hesser Cars dot uh, com on our on our car uh, dealer dealer group back in um, or our dealer group back in South Jersey Philadelphia area. Uh, so you know of course they're with us and um, you know Billy's got wonderful support and always has from from Toyota and uh, you know they always bring such great equipment to the racetrack. So you know thankful for that and um, yeah, just a great night. General Tires were on there as usual and performed well and. Uh, you know, all the same bunch for the next two as well. Well, uh, Tom, it had to feel good to get back in into the Arkham Menard series and see all the guys that that kind of worked around and, and being back in the Venturini and seeing, being out with those guys and had to feel good to get back in, in the swing of things, back in the racing world. Uh, heck, it just felt that good to be back at a racetrack. It had been so long. I mean, I hadn't set foot inside a track, but once or twice in the in the past four or five years. So uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. And it was a pleasure seeing, you know, so many old friends and, and you know, people that I either worked with over the years or, you know, raced against. And um, it was great. It was awesome. We'll look, look forward to doing a couple a couple more times this year. Tom, tell everybody where they can keep up with you for the rest of the season. Yeah, we'll be on, uh, you know, most of the stuff uh, on Twitter at at Tom Hessert. Uh, and then, you know, at Venturini Motors, um, you know, they'll uh, do a really great job updating, updating their socials on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and then, of course, on the Arca site, we'll, uh, you know, they, they'll have all the coverage and the races will be on Mav TV and, and Flow Racing. So, you know, tune in. Hopefully we'll put on a good show for everybody. Tom, 
appreciate you taking time and uh, congratulations on your family and and being back into the Arkham Menard series. Well, thanks so much. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having uh, me on the show tonight, and hopefully we'll uh, give you guys a reason to, uh, to to chat with us again later this year, all right? Looking forward to it, Tom. Tom Hesser. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Enjoy your night. Bye-bye. Bye. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, Tom Hester there. Going to be at the next race, Kyle. And that's going to be a good one. Finishing second at Berlin is not a bad, bad, bad thing. I guarantee you. So uh, we got Dale Quarterly coming up next, everybody. Uh, Dale was uh, racing. He raced at Portland and also at Sonoma in the Arkham Menards West Series. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Rowdy. How's it going? Man, it's going good. I hate you missed Tom. I kept going back. Yeah, I, to... couldn't, I couldn't get back in time enough. I, I understand that. I understand that. But uh, Well, at least we anyway. have him on tonight. I just want to say thank you to Venerini Motorsports and Adley Taylor for uh, uh, arranging that tonight. Absolutely, uh, Kyle. Uh, I was glad to have Tom back on. You know, it had really been... really well, too, in the race. I think the last time he was on the show, and I, w- I was trying to come up with that, was earlier during the show was I think he won at the coin on dirt the last time I seen it. But I did see him win in that uh, number 77 Cunningham Ford in uh, Talladega, Kyle. I remember that one. He had a pass me. It was Bobby Gearhart, right? Yep. Yep. Had to be. It had. And I mentioned it, it had to be good to get back at the track, Kyle, because you know, after the year or the season that we had in 2020 and part of 21, felt like eternity. But for us to finally get back out there was uh pretty awesome yeah rowdy we have some really good guests lined up too um we know we've scheduled some really good guests for the next couple weeks uh i know we're not going to be on the air next monday july 4th but we will be on the air on tuesday july 5th seven o'clock eastern uh we're going to have two guests that night already we have jeff ulrich from feelings grove speedway calling in at 710 and then we have connor moshak calling in at 730 so I'm looking forward to it, too, Kyle. Uh, yeah, 4th of July is coming quick, isn't it? It is coming quick. So we're waiting on Dale Quarterly now, and Dale's calling in at uh, 15, 6.15, 7.15 Eastern Time. So 
All right, everyone, we're moving on here. Uh, also, at 7.35, we've got Rita Thomason. Rita raced at uh, Berlin also in her first first ARCA Menard Series race, and I'm looking forward to, to hearing that. Uh, a driver, just someone who fell in love with racing, decided to start working with the team, and now is driving, uh, actually in club racing, uh, motorsports. I think is what he goes by the motorsports part. But uh, Rita will be on here at six thirty-five Eastern time, Central time. Sorry. He was always the bushwhacker at the floor of Alabama Lounge. A northern boy just soaking in the virtues of the South. Driven down from Boston, he left five feet of snow. Takes after those white sugar strands to the Gulf of Mexico. Waved his hands in the air, he had his voice froze through the rule. Spread in the message of his undisputed truth. Like an old time revival, his old spirits gave him wings. He said, This is the promised land, it's one of the hardest things in me. If you get that special feeling that goes deep into your bones If you've been moved by power grooves coming out of muscle shows If you have a dream war ego, we got our rolls held tight You've been paralyzed It is just a way of life that y'all have down here Dreamland ribs washed out when I was gold beer. He first placed in Montgomery, and you know he saw the light. Came nothing like those sweet magnolia nights. It's the tight curves of a southern girl in those town day nights. Alabama gang from Hewittown, a rocket city right. Mighty car in Mobile, those old boys been for pain. Show. If you have a dream, we got our rolls down tight. You've been bad. 
Kyle. I think Dale called in real quick, and he got, he, I think he, he got bamatized on us. All right, we're waiting on Dale Cordley to call in. He, I, I seen his numbers show up real quickly, and I think the, the music kind of shocked him. All right, let's try again. Yeah. All right, hey, I'd like to welcome Dale Quarterly to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Welcome, Dale. How are you guys tonight? Man, Dale, doing great, doing great. I I, I seen your number flash up. We had this little intro going, and I think it's the, the, the may have thought she was on the wrong station, the wrong number. But it, uh, Dale, it, it welcome went, to the show. It just went blank. Uh, well, that's the life of living on the internet. You never know That's when right. you can, when you're going to go blank. So Dale, uh, I guess you're a road a road course ringer. Is that that correct? Uh, I don't know if I'd call us that, but I grew up road racing go karts, and then I road raced uh, motorcycles for a living for years. So I definitely know how to go left and right. So Dale, you, do you still ride the cycles? Do you still race competitive? No, I I play. I have a vintage bike that I built, um, this cool 1982 Kawasaki that at the moment we're like 15 for 15 on. So it's it's kind of cool. Well, that question come asking from a 66-year-old man <laughs> wondering if you were still riding competitively on on because that sport. But you do coach that, isn't that right? You have a school where you where you can go through. So with a couple of different things going on, the last few years, last five years, we had a Moto America Junior Cup team, and we had uh, five kids riding, and it was sponsored by a gentleman named Bob Robbins. And um, we were one of the top three, you know, riders every week. Um, we we closed it down last season, and I helped a couple other kids on the side. Uh, the kids I helped won the championship, so I'm still pretty heavily involved. Hey, Dale, you have Kyle Magda here, Raddy's co-host. Um, first off, I just want to say thank you for uh, coming on to the show tonight. Uh, can you, Rowdy said he question, did it all by himself. <laughs> oh, I know, right? That's hey, what he told a me this band, afternoon. You know? It was him <laughs> or nobody. <laughs> He's a one-man band, Dale. But, uh, you know, first of all, uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Um, you just talk a little bit about your ARCA West races the last couple of weeks. Um, you were at Portland in the rain, and then uh, you ran really well at Sonoma. Uh, just talk a little bit about how those races went for you. So um, Portland on a 100 scale has got traction of about 20 in the in the rain. So if you people watch the ARCA race or the, the um, nationwide race, I mean, you're just slipping and sliding. The biggest problem was – Nobody can see out the windshields. All they want to do is fog up. In our case, we had 100 people from the sponsor, Van Dyke, coming to Sonoma, and I only had one car with me, so I couldn't wreck the bejesus out of it. So we just ran one lap and called it a day. Sonoma we um, was a pretty easy weekend for us, way easier than normal, um, because we only ran one lap at Portland, and the car was, you know, done, done, done. It had already been through tech. They had already got through yelling at me about stuff that we fixed. And um, so we got the Sonoma, which just rolled right through tech. We went out to practice. Um, 
I probably missed the first 10 minutes of practice because the track was so dirty. I didn't want to waste my time. And um, we rolled out my very first lap on the track. We were third. So we stayed top three almost all day. Um, fell down to like sixth, put tires on, come back out, went right back to third. The race basically went the same thing. We rode around most of the day trying to save tire, waiting for the end, knowing there was going to be cautions and green-white checkers, which is what I was shooting for. Um, we were honestly a third-place car, but I think in a green-white checker scenario, I had a shot at winning, but we never got the green-white checker because we went overtime and the cup guys raced next, and because they're live TV, we had a drop dead. If you guys aren't done by this time, tough, you're going home, and that's what happened. It just caution came out, and the next thing you know, the checker's out. So I never really got the show what the car was capable of. My second question for you is, uh, how is the competition out there uh, in the Arco West Series? Um, you got to face it head-on. Um, how is it out there? They, you know, <clears throat> the West Coast Series used to be called Winston West back in the day, because back in the day here was Winston Cup, right? And they were pristine teams and pristine cars. I mean, even way I'm talking 20 years ago, those guys all had tractor trailers. I mean, the West Coast is a serious deal. It's not you go west and, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. If you go west, you better show up ready to race because they're, they're on it. The kid that won it, um, I can't even think of his name off the top of my head, but he definitely had us covered. Um, like three laps after we went green, he'd just start driving away from us. That He 100% had us covered. Um the competition was kind of like everywhere else, and you guys can chime in on this if you want. The racing has lately turned into who can afford to buy the ride. It's not always about talent, and you earned your way to the top. So there's a bunch of guys out there that, that are, I'm going to word it, questionable to race around, and you really had a watch yourself um like i let a couple guys go during the race on purpose and when we got down to the end those guys i let go caused the last two cautions just driving through somebody they'd go to make a move that there's no way they're going to pull this off and end up wiping themselves and the guy out in the last two cautions i think we went from six to third i didn't even pass a car they just let those guys wipe themselves out so, so in this case, being having a little bit of patience seems to be helping, you know, in our racing career, not hurting us. My final question for you is, uh, can you please talk a little bit about the old Bush North days, uh, racing with Kelly Moore and Mike Olson? I mean, what was that experience like? And, uh, you know, I, I, just, I was just watching your win at Dover today from 2004, um, up against guys like Paul Wolf and some other uh, drivers that you beat that day. We, uh, when I, I'll try to make this short. When we came from motorcycles and did the cars, um, we basically we knew how to race. We knew how to run a team. We knew how to budget ourselves, not get carried away to get to the end of the season. What I didn't know was how to set the cars up. 
So it took me a few years to probably three actually to really get going. So we were contenders week in, week out. And I remember the day when it happened in and on the Monday morning meeting with, with uh Mike Sibley, the the I'm gonna call him the crew chief, but we learned together. Um me saying to him, you realize they know we're there now, right? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, don't you notice that when people come over and talk to us now, they'll say, well, geez, you were just running a 1320. They'll spit out some lap time. He's like, yeah, but what's that got to do with anything? I'm like, well, there's 35 cars here. They're not timing all 35 of them, right? I mean, they don't have enough time. That if they're timing us, it's because they think we're one of the cars they need to contend with. He's like, oh, oh, that's cool. You know, I never thought about that. So I remember the time we flipped the switch, but, and I'm telling that point on purpose, what happened at the same time when we flipped the switch, because I had come from road racing motorcycles at 160 miles an hour down to the cars, I was, you know, my 100% was there 1,000% that weekly I was getting in trouble for someone's complaining about something I did wrong. And, and at one point, all those guys, Kelly Moore, all those guys went to the tour director and, and complained. And the tour director called me in the trailer and he's like, hey, I got a complaint. I just want to talk about it. We're not going to do something about it. I just want to talk about it. I'm like, okay, well, what's the complaint? He says, well, they're saying you're being way too aggressive. And I said, well, let me tell you a quick story. Quick story is I go to Suzuka in Japan, biggest motorcycle race in the world, 250,000 fans, the eight-hour endurance race. They only take 60 teams, 100 teams show up. We make the show, we're like 30th. We're at six hours into the race, and the world champion Wayne Gardner goes by me. And I had just shut the throttle off and stepped on the brakes, and he's wide open still. And he leaves this black mark right across my bow, stands the thing up, bangs out of two down gears, heaves it on its side. He's back on the gas. The thing's coming off the turn. It's going, and it's leaving this wicked cold black mark. And he, he just drives away from me. For the very next lap, I come in the pits from my gas stop. I get off. Teammate gets on. Instantly, my wife says to me, what's the matter? And I'm like, nothing. And she's, a couple minutes later, she comes back over. She's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, nothing, or whatever. She says it again, so I tell her the story. She says, what do you expect? He's on a million-dollar motorcycle. He's world champion. What do you expect? I'm like, but it was worse than that. I was on the brakes. He was still wide open. I mean, it was just, if if you're going to ride, you need to commit, right? Like everybody's struggling when they go to Winston Cup. When you get there, you better be ready to race because those guys don't know 80%. They've teetered between 90 and 100 all day. They don't know 80%. So when I got into the cars, I was at 100 all day. The second we went green in practice, I'm passing people. So I tell the tour director that story, and I said, so I'm telling you that story on purpose. I said, what I want you to answer me before we have a conversation is, you tell me how many cars I wiped out, like I stormed it in the turn and lost it and cleaned somebody out or turned somebody around backwards or did something just completely stupid. Tell me, tell me a time I did it. He says, well, I can't think of one. I'm like, okay, well, tell me a time on a restart that I just spun somebody out. I drew drawled somebody. Tell me one of those times where 
you can you can picture me like that situation where I just drew draw with somebody. He's like, I can't. I'm like, okay. And you get, I'm picking on somebody at the moment, right? So I said, so what complaint do they have then? If I'm not wiping people out and I'm not wrecking people and I'm not hurting cars, what the hell do they have to complain about? He's like, well, now that you explained it, nothing. They're just not, they don't want to come up to speed as fast as you want to come up to speed. I'm like, but that's my point. The second we go green, I'm at 100%. I don't come up to speed anymore. I stopped doing that 15 years ago. It's either zero or 100%. There's no coming up to speed. He's like, okay, we're done. He let me go. And he calls all those five guys in and told them, hey, Dale just told me this story. He's right. You guys are wrong. Deal with it. Right? That's so, right. so there's different pieces to puzzles, right? It's depending on where you're looking at it from. I mean, Olsen one day, freaking, he's first, I'm third. It's green-white checker. I get this wicked start. I'm beside him going into the turn. My front bumper's in front of his number on his door. And he's coming down, he's coming down, he's coming down. Well, my left front tire touched the grass. I let go of the brake. I mean, there's no way I'm going around. I didn't do this. I was there the whole time. And he spins around, you know, right around the nose. And in the infield he goes, and I keep going. And the outside guy gets me, right, because I got to wait for him to get out of the way so I can go. Outside guy gets me, and we end up finishing third. We're in a race is over. We come down Pier Road, and he's in my stall. So I, you know, my bumper to his bumper and push him in his stall. Well, out of nowhere, his crew chief's come flying off the wall. WWF, full body press on the hood, wraps the hood right around the air cleaner. Because the crew guys are going at it, and this is there all pushing and shoving. I come flying up out of the car, and the officials are over there. I mean, it's a big to-do, right? And um, so when it got all said and done, I had to walk over and say, you know, it surprises me how much you guys miss the point. What's that? I'm like, well, like you have little trees on, and Kelly has his father's trucking company on and Napper on. That you guys have to show up like pristine every single week. I have like an array of sponsors, and every one of them wants to see me make it. And they know I'm coming from nothing trying to get to the top. But they don't, they don't care what the car looks like. Then I'm going to go home and beat that hood out and put it friggin' back on. As long as the overall template passes, I'm good. It's not going to cost me a penny. If you guys want to keep messing with me, I'm going to start costing you guys thousands. I'll wipe you out the second we come out of the pits. If that's what it takes to get you guys to stop thinking you're going to control me, because I'm telling you right now, it is not going to happen. And as soon as we fix that piece, that's when we started winning races. That's when we started winning Loudoun and Dover and all the big races. Um, you know, we were contenders week in, week out. But it wasn't that we couldn't do it is they wouldn't let us do it. It wasn't until they finally let us win races that we could do it. And you can see it in the Dover race, right? When I get the Paul Wolf saving tire, 20 to go, he just basically lets me go. He doesn't rear end me and get me sideways and do all this stupid stuff to me. He drove me like a, you know, uh, like a man. He did the best he could. I got by him. He let me have it and I drove away. Right, so there's again different pieces to the puzzle. So Dale, uh, 
I, I think Kyle. Go ahead. Kyle's working too. Kyle's working the job and trying to help me. So, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I for some reason this weekend I was watching motorcycles and and like you with the racing motorcycle series. I don't I don't know exactly, but they were racing in the rain and those bikes they were almost touching their elbows. What's it like to try to hold traction? I mean, when those bikes are turned sideways and you're almost, your arms are almost hitting those rumble straps. The motorcycles are way, way more exhilarating than a car will ever think about being. I don't care if we're talking about a, a um, Le Mans car. The motorcycles are way more exhilarating. When you fall off a bike, you fell off. I mean, the wording is exactly what happens. It's you in the ground in whatever comes next. If it's a tree, it's a tree. If it's an air fence, it's an air fence. If it's the butt into the wall, it's the butt into the wall. So they're way more exhilarating. As far as tires and racing, racing a motorcycle in the rain is a blast. It's um, it's basically like racing on dirt at speed. It's You can do anything you want. I mean, you can wheelie the thing coming off the turn at certain times. Um, a road race tire, you can almost stick your finger through it. It's so soft. That 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 end is great. The bad end is when you lose traction. It's basically like a light switch. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're kissing the pavement. It's not. Yeah. You're good. You're good. You're good. Whoa, whoa, oh, hey, oh, I got it. It's your odds of saving in are two percent. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're kissing the pavement. So, but because of that, that's what makes it fun. But Dale, one more thing that you touched on. I don't know how NASCAR is going to address this, but how are they going to address that fogging windshield during a race? Because you've got, I mean, I understand rain, it, visibility, but making it worse with the fog inside the car. And I, I mean, we've all faced it if you've ever drove in cold weather and rainy weather. The, the problem with the windshield is, and if you think about this, anybody that's dealt with fog on the windshield, you're talking about two degrees, right? That you get to a certain number and all of a sudden the windshield goes like within 10 seconds from top to bottom and it's gone. And you perfectly can see out the windshield. You're talking about a two degree split. Two degrees colder, you can't see. It's, you're white out. Two degrees warmer, it's perfectly clear that the problem with the cars are when you go into yellow, everything you're pulling heat off of cools down because there's water under the car. So it's all getting splashed up. And if you're trying to pull hot air off the floor, the hot air is gone. So while you're under caution, the friggin' windshield fogs up. And at the moment, they won't let you put a, I'm going to call it a real defroster in, something with a box with a heater in it that's powered off the battery that will blow hot air on the windshield or grab some hot water and blow it up. They won't let us put something in them yet. So, so yes, it needs to be addressed because somebody in these words are going to get killed. Right. At Portland, when I did the first lap, I couldn't see three cars in front of me. I couldn't see his little red light blinking. Well, I liked it. I liked it. Dale, because you knew the odds were stacked against you and it's better off saving your car than trying to finish 
wrecking your car yeah. coming out of dead yeah, but luckily fire. I had that I had that situation, right? The average guy didn't. He had the raise. He was there. He had to get some money back. Right. Dale, right. you uh but what what other ARCA West series have got any more races lined up for the year? So at the moment we're planning on running mid Ohio, Watkins Glen. We're trying to get a if we can get the second car done, we're gonna go around the two dirt races, uh Illinois and the coin. And that'll probably be it for the season. Not bad. And then next year we're talking about ramping up a little more and running more races, Phoenix at the beginning of the year, that type of thing. Yes, sir. But at the moment we're just gonna stick to the road races because then because of we took the last couple of years off, I'm behind setup wise. And at least at the road races, I can carry the car a little, but I can't do it circle track racing. They're just Dale, too competitive. You can't carry the car. Let's talk about your sponsors that helps you go round. The sponsors actually have a really cool sponsor, and it's called Van Dyke, Van Dyke Recycling Solutions. So if you throw away your paper bottles and cans, they import all the systems to recycle that paper bottles and cans. So all the waste management plants all have Van Dyke equipment in them. Um, so that's really cool because they definitely help the planet. And on the, on the flip side, we have uh, Motul Oil, which is huge. Um, they, they make the best stuff, period, not just because they're one of my sponsors. If you look at any world race, every friggin' banner in the background is them, that they're on all the Le Mans cars, all the Indy cars, all the Formula One cars are all Motul Oil. So I have two really cool sponsors on board. And where can they follow you on social media for the rest of the season? Uh, we have two things. We have quarterly on-track development, which is uh, kind of the racing side. And on my side, it's dealquarterly.com. I mainly post funny pictures and stuff about electric cars because I think they're stupid. <laughs> hey, Dale, I'm looking forward to having you back on, my friend. Okay. Thanks a All lot. Right. For- Thank you guys for calling. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, Dale. Thanks, Dale. Dale. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, Kyle. We're going to move right on here. I appreciate you getting Dale quarterly lined up for us. Our next guest, first rate, first time racing at Berlin in the Arkham Menard Series, Rita Thomas. Welcome to Hello. the show. So, Rita? Let's let's yeah. let's talk a little bit. Tell us how you got interested in racing. Uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started racing spec Miatas um, about four years ago, but I've always wanted to get involved in NASCAR. I'd be watching NASCAR Radioactive on YouTube, but that's something you don't do on my budget, and you don't start, you know, when you're thirty, thirty-four, thirty-five. Until someone told me about this series called Arca, and they said it was a lot more affordable. So I sold the Miata, I sold the trailer, I bought a roller from Circle Track Warehouse, and made it apparently. Racing, you, you, uh, actually, you was at Berlin this weekend, finished 12th. Uh, yep. You was in a in clubs, uh, actually, your car is the 03 club racing. Mm-hmm. And you, what races you you've got uh, Mid Ohio, 
Lucas Oil, Watkins Glen. Yep, and Decoin. So you you have got Decoin too. So you got a dirt dirt track on there. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. So Berlin was your first asphalt. Yep, race. that was that my correct? first oval track asphalt race ever. So, how did you and Alex get hooked up, uh, Rita? Well, so when I bought that roller from Circle Track Warehouse, um, I had the idea that I would just be able to like buy bolt-in parts and finish it out myself. Yeah. Like a Miata, and then I discovered that it's not how stock cars are put together. Right. And it was way beyond my ability to do that. So I was emailing and calling any small ARCA team that was willing to give me the time of day. And Alex's team was very nice. They talked with me. They gave me advice. I wound up meeting them at Talladega last year. I liked what I saw. And uh, I kind of took it from there. Well, that's great for Alex. You know, the ARCA Bernard series, they need another team involved. And I think Josh White, Alex, Josh White and you are, are going to be in the car this year. Isn't that correct? Yes, and possibly um, Michael Klein. He might be racing IRP as well. Michael, uh, IRP? Yes. So you worked on a crew at one time. Isn't that right, Rita? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I crewed for a bunch of races before I drove. I wanted to see what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I, I can understand that, Rita, because I, I kind of work with a crew, uh, a group for like two and a half, three years, and then I moved into what I'm doing now because I wanted to be able to really know what it was like being part of it. And, Absolutely. Uh, so what's the difference when you flip from crew member to a driver? Oh, that was crazy. So. I thought that as a driver, I would have more time to help out with the car, you know, help push it through tech, help get it squared away. But between driver's meetings and media obligations and everything else that goes along with being a driver, I had no time to barely look at my car. And that was that was challenging, is having to trust other people with that. Like, when I raced my Miata, I would check my own lug nuts before every race and, you know, just go over my car myself. And that just really wasn't an option. Um, last weekend. So that was different. What? Kyle, you there? Hello? Uh, Rita, Kyle, was. I think he was going to ask you a question, but he's trying to work and and host this show. Help me, too. But, uh, Rita, so, uh, have you done any, uh, Simulator. I mean, I mean, have you tried tried to do any simulators racing on tracks that you're going to? Oh, definitely. I have a, a decent eye racing setup, and I use that to, to kind of learn the tracks that I've never been to because I've never been to Mid Ohio and I've never been to Watkins Glen. Unfortunately, Berlin Raceway wasn't on eye racing, or else I would have realized how tricky that track can be. That is an intense little track. But yeah, yeah. I definitely practice. One says it's a pretty intense little track. Uh, yes. I, I've been to that track. It's, Berlin's a neat little track. It is very unique. So, uh, 
Rita, what I mean, kind of walk us through what it felt like to make that first lap in Berlin. I mean, did you was you able to shake the jitters on the first lap? Or I mean, you're you're on there. I I know it's it's got to be different from when you're by yourself going around, and then all of a sudden you've got 20 cars, 30 cars around you. It makes a whole lot of difference. Oh yeah, no, I was very nervous during practice. And qualifying, but it was weird. Once I got ready for the race, the nerves completely faded away. And all I was concentrating was on was doing the best I could, uh, listening to my spotter, staying out of the uh, faster car's way. And at that point, I wasn't nervous at all. It was the craziest thing. Hi, Rita. It's Kyle here. My first question is, uh, how did your Arkham Menards debut go, and how was Berlin in the competition for the first time? It was amazing. I I loved it. Um, I wish I had done better. Um, I, I did not – I thought more of my road course skills would translate over more into the oval track. But the track is so small that the only way to be safe and not – if you're slow was to pretty much hug the inside of the track. Um, and I just spent the entire – my part of the race just staying out of the leader's way and just going around in circles. But it was fun. Hey, Rita, you had any late model experience? I do not. I tell you what, those, that late model's some racing, too. It, it is. Well, Rita, what about, uh, let's talk about your sponsors. Uh, so that's a challenge. I don't have any paid sponsors right now um i have some fan sponsors and they're awesome um but right now i pay for every race by working about 80 hours a week um at my four off-duty jobs (laughs) so i wish i had sponsors to talk about um race chick did give me a great discount on my fire suit so if you know of any woman wanting a custom fire suit that's actually meant for them they're definitely the ones to give a call I've heard they make really nice suits and, and they're and they're they tailored for ladies. Oh yes, they actually account for the different proportions of a woman, and they're as far as custom suits go, they're affordable. And being from Alabama, what about the Alabama gang? <laughs> Roll Tide <laughs> is a Tuscaloosa police sergeant. I have to work um, during all those games, and uh, it is. There are some very passionate fans. So you was at Talladega this, uh, well, I guess the spring race. You was at Talladega spring race. Yes, I was crewing for Brian Dozat, um, uh, Bob and Dick Rahilly's team over at Raymock. So what are you thinking the possibilities of racing at Talladega is going to be? Oh, I am hoping so hard to be able to race at Talladega next year. Um, I've got to do the Daytona test next February. A lot of it depends on how quick I pick this up. I love the idea of racing at Talladega, but the consequences for making a mistake at Talladega are so great that I don't want to do that until I'm ready. Right. Hopefully I'll be ready next year. Hey, Kyle, are you there where you can ask another question? That's one of them nights (laughs) for Kyle. 
Rita, oh, listen, awesome. let's talk about the guys back in the shop. Helped you go. I mean, you, you had to have been fitted for the seat. I guess Alex and his group did that. Yeah, so I actually own that car, so we didn't really have to worry too much about fitting me to the car. Okay, so that was your car. Just It was okay. my car. <laughs> um, the only way I could afford to race an Arco was we can't afford the crash clause for anyone else, at least this way. If I wreck yeah. my car, I don't owe anyone money. I just get to go home and cry. Um, so Alex, he, he set it up for me for uh, Circle Track. Um, we made sure it had all the safety gear in place to pass tech. I did a lot of the work on the safety gear myself, learned how to install shifter boots and belts, put in the fire system myself. Me and a friend managed to punch the new fuel cell bladder into the fuel cell can. Um, it was a lot of fun, but... That car actually lives in my suburban two-car garage in the off-season. Well, hey, there ain't nothing no better than that. Congratulations on <laughs> Oh, thank you. You know. My neighbors hate me, though. <laughs> so do you have an open trailer that you haul that in, or do you got enclosed? I have a little 24-foot enclosed trailer. Um, my plan is to do some amateur road racing with it during the off-season just to get more seat time, so. We'd like to, you know, just haul it with an enclosed trailer so, you know, bugs and dirt don't get in it. Right. Well, Rita, the reason I brought that up was uh, my 25th year at Daytona this year, and uh, Wayne Peterson that races in the Arkham Menard Series, his trailer broke down, his hauler broke down in Atlanta, and they had to open trailer that thing to (laughs) Daytona. And listen... I do, t- I do. I have TikTok, and people look at me. You got TikTok? I'm like, listen, I'm gonna go where the people are that's paying attention to what I'm doing, and TikTok. And the people it. are on TikTok. That's right. So I put that on TikTok, and let me tell you, you would not believe <laughs> the people that commented, "Hey, that's old school. I like seeing the cars back on the open trailers. That would be a hit for NASCAR to open trailer those cars in." On a during the Daytona 500 weekend parade on an open trailer, it would really be a hit because I'm telling you, people love to see that open trailer again. We hauled the car back from Michigan International Speedway on an open trailer, and of course, we was in a gas sucking vehicle. It seemed like every time we got halfway through a state, we were filling back up, but. People were coming out and asking us all kinds of questions about the car. It was a hit. So, uh, Rita, where can they follow you on social media? Keep up Uh, with you the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. I am Racing Cop on Facebook or Rita Thomason Racing. I have a website, RacingCop.com. And I'm also on TikTok under Racing Cop and Instagram under Racing Cop. I went for a theme. Hey, Rita, it's Kyle here. Uh, I just wanted to ask you one more question before we let you go. Um, are we going to see you anywhere else this year, or what's your schedule looking like? Absolutely. I'm going to be at Mid-Ohio, which I am really looking forward to because it reminds me of my home track, which is Barber Motorsports Park in Leeds. And then hopefully IRP. Um, after that, Watkins Glen. And then after that, DeCoin. And then depending on how that goes, we may have a fifth race, but – we're not really sure yet. 
but my plan is for those four. Well, Rita, I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. And, uh, hey, welcome to the Arkham Menard series. you got a good taste of it this weekend. They're a great group of people. What I've learned from Arca is they'll give you the shirt off their back to that green flag waves, and they're going to be ready to bust you in the mouth to the checkers. <laughs> and then you're back to, hey, I got your stuff. I'll bring it over. Thanks for letting me borrow you. I mean, that that's... I would- that that's the greatest part of the Arc Menard series. I would absolutely agree. Everyone, the big teams, the little teams, the Arca officials have all been so kind and accommodating and willing to work with me, especially considering my inexperience. Um, it's one of the best series I've ever run in. It will be the best series you'll ever run in. Uh, it's a great group of guys. Uh, Rita, I, I live in Carbon Hill, which is, I'm just 47 miles from Northport, so I'm not that far away. Oh, my goodness. You should. We should grab lunch and talk racing. Well, sounds like a deal someday whenever I'm at home. That's <laughs> when I'm not. Which is probably I, never. Well, it's like you. I mean, you're, you're trying to to pay for and, and make racing happen. I'm trying to do the same yeah. thing. I work for racing money now. I gotcha. Well, one of these days when I'm doing a track day or event at Barber, you've been out to Barber, right? Uh, one time before. It is a beautiful track. It well, is. Yeah, I definitely, you should come hang out one of these days when I'm out there testing. Hey, it sounds good, Brady. Just drop me a line, let me know, and uh, we'll make that happen. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Rita, thanks for being part of the show tonight. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. I hope you all have a great day. Thank you, dear. All right. Bye. Good night. All right, Kyle. Good night. That's three of them down. Tom Hesser, Kyle, uh, Rita Thomas just hung up, and Dale Quarterly. Kyle, I appreciate you getting Dale. And I appreciate Tom calling in and Rita both calling in, being part of the show tonight. You got any closing words, Kyle, before we leave? Yeah, Rowdy, I just want to say thank you for everything, and uh, thanks for Rita coming on tonight, and uh, hopefully we'll get her back on soon. Hey, I, sounds like I'm ready to go out to Barber's again and hang out. I, I, I'd like to see what she, I'd like to go see her car, Kyle. Hey, Kyle, I appreciate man. Hey, everybody. Tune in. Thursday night, we'll be back.